Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Bob Stoffer here, along with Dustin Kaufman, who is uh, operating today's show. Now, if his last name was Hoffman, that would have been really cool. Because the guy was, you know, pretty incredible actor back in the day. This is over Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Louis DeBrus coming up after I tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder, Wednesday nights, date nights at Roos Chris. That's where you'll find Brendan Ulrich every Wednesday. I mean, how do you think we paid him over the last several years? We hooked him up uh, back in the day. All righty. Without further ado, as uh, it is 1234 in Edmonton, uh, we are going to bring aboard regular Thursday contributor to the show. He signed up for another year. Oh, yes, he did. Uh, he's truly a glutton for punishment on this show. It is Louis DeBrasque. Hi, Louis. How was your summer? Hey, Bob. How you doing today, bud? It was great. It was a great summer. You know what? It was uh, some good weather, some bad around here, as you know too well, but I got away a little bit as uh, to vacation and do some fishing and chill and now getting ready for uh, what hopefully is going to be a great season again. You know what? Uh, it's an exciting time of year. Everybody's excited to have hockey back all throughout the league, all over in the different cities, and especially here in Edmonton. There's a lot of expectation and, and anticipation waiting to see exactly how this team's going to come out the start of the gates. Alrighty. Uh, very quickly, just to clarify, there is a slight role change for you. You're going to be taking on some more Oilers games this year, but Drew Remen is still going to be doing some of the games as well. Is that correct? That is correct, yep. I'll be doing uh, doing some more games on the Oilers side of things this year, the regional broadcasts, and uh, looking forward to it. You know what? I did it for six years before I went over and did studio and then the national games, and now back doing some regional games again. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, working back with my old partner Kevin Quinn on a more regular basis so uh, I've already had some contact with him and we've uh, jostled back and forth but uh, looking to get back into it and and start the season it should be good well bring your credit card on the road that's one of the things that is going to need to be discussed and you're still doing classified as a rookie again is that what it is (laughs) we're going to get to that in a second Uh, and and we're we're gonna uh, we should mention now you're still doing the majority of the late night games on Saturday night for Hockey Night in Canada right so you're doing 
a percentage of the Oilers' regional games, uh, sort of Monday through or Sunday through uh, Friday-ish, but uh, you're, you're definitely still doing the Saturday night games as well. So uh, between you and Craig Simpson... We have the uh, the two analysts that are doing the games for Hockey Night in Canada. It's uh, in my line of work. That means we got good gets. I'm 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 loving it. I'm digging it that we got you. And, and I'm looking. Drew's still going to be doing a lot of the games, and he's also going to be on the panel for the home games uh, when you're doing uh, color. So that's cool as well. Um, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you. Maybe get a football game or two going again. Ah, well, you rhinoceros going again. I haven't seen it for a while. Yeah, I, well, I don't think the listeners know this, but uh, we had a guy, Mike Beely, who worked on oil change and he was uh the guy that brought the football and the camera equipment and uh and then we we chucked the the rock around a little bit Uh, that's where we fell we should have got some video of it actually well that's what we should have we should have got some footage of it because i don't think people would believe how long we'd play for but every single one of us to a man with the exception of a few of the young guys and chad obviously wasn't hurting the next day but we yes. were pretty sore the next few days afterwards. There were some injuries sustained in flag football, which is pretty scary, but that just goes to show you what our conditioning's like right now. Yes, sprained fat in my case. Yeah, uh, and, exactly. And I remind the players on the team, uh, as long as Chad Drummond is on our plane, uh, you will only ever be as good as the second best athlete on the plane because there's no question who the best athlete was. Louis DeRust. You broke a sweat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I tried to outthrow him a couple times because, you know, I got the spear chucker going. But yeah. he, he yeah. could run under anything. Like, it was unbelievable. Uh, okay, Louie. So, I d- and I remember seeing you out at uh, Claire Drake Arena back in the days of the Kevin Primo skates, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a great skate. So I made reference to the fact Connor McDavid is the captain of this team now. Uh, he is one of the guys that, uh, as we head into training camp, uh, which is a week away, who works on bringing the guys together and having them skate in an informal setting out at Rogers Place. Um, personal observation: There's see he looks number one. He looks different. Okay, he looks to me more like a man instead of a you know a late teen early 20 like you, there's there's some physical maturation that's apparent but it's also to me how he sort of conducts himself and, and I think it's clear to the guys that are around him as well and I'm just wondering have you have you experienced something like that yourself during the course of your career where you see a bit of as and we're talking about the guy who's voted the best player in the league by the other players last year but have you witnessed something, that sort of evolution transpire? I have. I've witnessed it in all the greats. You know, all, all the great players of the game do it. And I'm not surprised at all that Connor McDavid's going to slide right in there and do exactly the same thing. He's won back-to-back Art Ross trophies. I mean, he's, he's going to try and go for a third. He's not going to slow down. He wants to get better. He's not happy at all. And... You know, I think the one thing, if you if you listen to his interviews throughout the course of the summertime, you know, you'll get a, a blip here and there where he's been talked about, the biosteel camp not too long ago, and just his answers are always the same. There's work to do. We're not satisfied. There's work to do. And I truly believe he feels that. He puts a lot of the responsibility on his own shoulders, probably too much, but the great players do that because they know how 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 much of an impact and how much of a percentage they have in the outcome of the games and how successful a team is. And he knows that everybody's looking to him to lead the ship. And uh, he's taken on that responsibility immensely. And I remember when you go back three years ago, his rookie year, 
you know, coming in, the expectations on his shoulders were just absolutely immense. And I, I've never seen that much expectation and pressure put on a young player in my life. I don't care who it was. I've never seen it, especially in this market here, not making the playoffs for that time nine years in a row. And, you know, having the expectations to kind of take everybody at a, as an 18-year-old and do what everybody thought he was going to do. Um, but you know what? He handled it so well. And that's the thing that separated him from everybody else in my eyes is the fact that he was able to deal with that pressure and when the big moments came throughout that season as we've seen throughout the three years that he's been in the league the big moments bring out the best game in Connor mcdavid and that's that's you know that's what he lives for those are the moments he wants to play for and i don't expect any different you know what i look at that game last year the opening game against calgary the way he played and i remember saying look out this guy's come in and he is this isn't an anomaly here he's he's ratcheted up a notch where He's like, try and stay with me this year. Unfortunately for him, he got sick. We know all about that. It yep. was about six weeks, if not more, that he was suffering. You could tell his body language. He lost weight. He just was, he did not look good. I mean, he did not look good at all and still was one of the better players in the league. I'm not saying he didn't look good on the ice. He just didn't have that same jump. Yeah. Uh, he, he stays healthy out of the gates. Hold on, because it's going to be a ride, and you're going to have to hang on for dear life to stay with him. How much do you think for a player like him? And, I mean, you've got to know some of the greatest players in the game. I mean, Wayne Gretzky, and one of these days we'll talk about how well Wayne treats everybody, because that's yeah. that's another thing in terms of a lesson in life. Uh, genuine. Yeah, but, uh, you know, is there something to be said for a guy like this who knows – I mean, he was the league MVP the year before, and the Oilers had a 103-point season. They had a lousy year last year. They had a bad year. By their standards, you know, a significant underachievement. Now, for some hardcore analytics types, they would say, oh, no, 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 no. It was inevitable. They were going to take a step back, even though people forget that the Oilers were like it's a top. funny. Yeah, it's funny they say that now, but going into the season last year, didn't they have them ranked to win the Stanley Cup? A lot of the experts, so, a lot of the experts, the so-called did. experts were expecting to be a little bit different. So I think you know, here's the thing: um, it's always great to have an opinion. It's always great to kind of throw it out there, but until it actually happens, um, that's all we have as opinions. So let's let's keep that to reality. Well, and, and I guess where I'm going with this here is how much personal umbrage do you think he takes on the failure of the team last year, and that's a driver for him this year to ensure that it doesn't repeat itself. Well, and I, and I think as the, as it goes along, I think you know we've heard him say he wants to shoot more and he wants to score more goals, and he had you know 40, 41 goals last year. I mean, I believe he can score 50, no problem. I think he's an easy 50 goal scorer in the league just because of the ability to get himself into areas to score goals. There's no question he's still a pass-first guy. He wants to bring everybody towards him and then make one of those passes that only he can make. Um, but I think as time goes on, he's going to start taking more of the responsibility to say, listen, this is a great A chance. I'm taking it. I have just as good a shot as anybody else, if not better. He's got a great shot. I'm going to take the shot. And you know what? That's just going to be a progression for Connor as a player. But, yeah, you know, I, I think – and I, I don't – I can't tell you what's going on inside his brain. I, I wish I could. I'd love to dissect that and know exactly how, it, how he processes, but there's no question he takes a lot of responsibility. He does, because he knows he is the guy. And he's known that since stepping on the ice here from day one, from the day that he was drafted, actually, he knew he was the guy here, and he was going to be the, the one that leads this team in whatever direction they go. So when they don't have success, he's the one that's going to take it the hardest. Even though he had... Was the best player on the team. Was the best player in the league. 
won trophies again. It doesn't matter. That's it's irrelevant because for him, it's about the results. It's a results-driven business. And when you're on a team, you want to win. There's just no question. So I, I think he takes a lot of that. I do. I don't think that'll ever change, but I think he'll be able to weather that internally a little bit more and just kind of make sure that he's taking care of himself. And as you mentioned. He's come in stronger. He looks like he's faster. He's, he's, he's gaining strength now as a young man, not a, a teenager. I mean, that's an immense changeover. I mean, 21 years old. I mean, this kid hasn't even, <laughs> hasn't it, even Louis, really touched it, the surface yet. His attention to detail in an informal practice at this time yep. of year. You got guys that are going out there cruising around for 15, 20 minutes, and they're like, okay, that's that's a good warm-up, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll do 22 minutes tomorrow and 25 minutes the day after. It's kind of like when fat guys get back on the treadmill. You know what I'm saying? You start off at 20 yep. minutes, and then you try to work your way up to 40. There ain't none of that, man. You're like, well, right? I'll tell you, the great leaders, right? And I'm only going to use one that I have. Um, intimate knowledge of, but Jake's in Boston right now skating and the captain skates there. And the one comment that he made was the guy that looks the best on the ice right now, Patrice Bergeron. He looks unbelievable. So that's, that's a prime example right there. He comes out and who does he look to? He looks to the leader because that's the guy that's out there making sure that he's there you go. off the drill, skating the hardest. And Connor McDavid already and only his football well, going into his fourth year has already figured that out, that he can lead by example. Listen, everybody in that room, I don't care who it is, or knows they can't skate as fast as Connor. They probably can't stick handle as well as him. Maybe some of them will have harder shots than him. But, you know, they know they're not as good of a player as him. But when you see the best players in the game training and working out harder than anybody, it's by default. You have to follow suit. And, you know, getting back, you asked me earlier in this conversation if there was somebody else that did that, that progression from a teenager to a man. Look no further than Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby, has he had a 100-point season his rookie year, but he wasn't satisfied. He wasn't scoring enough goals. So then he went and won the Rocket Richard Trophy twice. Face-offs. He wasn't satisfied with face-offs. So he went and worked on his face-offs. The one day that Kevin Quinn and I were sitting in the stands, we went into Pittsburgh early because we weren't doing a game in between games. The national coverage was picking it up years ago. I remember we this. In, I yeah, remember you we, told yeah, me. We went, we went into Pittsburgh early. And we, it was great because we got to sit and watch a full practice and see how they go. He was the hardest working guy on the ice. He was burning defensemen wide in a one-on-one drill. And then he sat for 30 minutes, stayed on the ice for 30 minutes afterwards and worked on a little backhand top shelf move from inside because that's where he was getting opportunities from. He absolutely dissects the game and picks apart weaknesses to try and make them strengths. And I just, I can't, I, I just think that's fascinating to me. I love that. I, I look at that and say, that's a guy that is never satisfied and wants to get better. And I feel Connor's the same way. I really do. I feel Connor, you know, he might not be as um, outgoing talking about it, say, as Sydney, but make no mistake about it. Inside, quietly, this kid wants to be the best and he wants to win. And what more do you want from your leader? Louis DeRoss joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers. Uh, now, Louis, one of the uh, storylines we're going to watch here, and it pertains to rookie camp, is where Evan Bouchard and Ethan Bear are at. Because, you know, the Oilers have suffered a blow here, losing Andre Sekera. Uh, they did sign uh, Jakob Jerebic. Uh, he's got some ability. Almey certainly thinks he can play as a third-pairing left shot D. Uh, but that said, the Oilers could use a puck mover from the right side. So I'm going to be watching the Bouchard-Bear scenario. 
Bouchard has been with that London program. He is a late birth date, so he's an older kid than some of the other kids. Like, he's born after September 13th, so he's actually, you know, very close to 19 already. And he's played for London in a pro-junior environment. Does that make a difference when you look at how quickly some of the players out of London have assimilated to the National Hockey League? And look no further than the guy down south in terms of Matthew Kachuk. Uh, and I would also uh, assert even back to uh, Sam Gagne and Patrick Kane. I mean, pa- Patrick Kane's an, an elite-level player, but those guys were one-and-dones in junior hockey for the uh, London Knights. Bouchard's played three years of junior hockey. Does he have a chance to make this team, in your opinion? Absolutely. I think he has a chance. I, I, I don't think there's any question about that. I think Edmonton was surprised to see him still there at number 10, and they jumped all over grabbing a a six foot two right handed defenseman that led all CHL defensemen in points last year. Um, now, albeit in his third year in the league. So he has three years under his belt and three years, as you mentioned, Bob, with a very good team. The thing I liked about Evan Bouchard this year is when they started to make trades, the London Knights, and get rid of some of their top players and shuffle things around, even on a weaker team, he still excelled. So the more responsibility that he got, the better that he played. And I think that's really important because a lot of times when you're on a really good team and you're playing with great players, everyone says, well, you're just a, a product of the environment in the sense that this is what everybody does because you're playing with great players. But you really start to see the light when you don't have those great players and you have to do more, and he showed that he could do more. I think more importantly, though, going into pro, he's probably going to have to go back to how he was when he started junior and simplify his game because he has all the instincts. Mobility is going to be key. The skating aspect, I think he's a strong individual. I got to see him at the combine. He's a very strong guy. So I don't think the skating is going to be a problem for him. I think he's going to mature and he's going to be fine in that regard. And let's face it, trust me from experience, as a big guy going into pro hockey, you have no choice. You either swim or you sink. When it comes to skating in the NHL, you either find a way to keep up or else you just don't belong there and you go somewhere else. Um, and for players like him, especially with the frame that he has, I don't think he's going to have a problem with that. It's just a matter of pushing yourself to that level. We saw it with Leon Dreisaitl in his first year coming back into his second full season. We saw it with uh, a little bit with Pugliarvi. I thought he improved a lot over a course of a year, and I expect another jump for him this year being stronger into the season. And for Evan Bouchard, though, he's going to try and capitalize on a situation here in Edmonton where they're looking to fill a weakness on the back end. And if he can come in and play, say, better than Ethan Bear, he could win that position at the start of the year. Um, A lot of things can happen in training camp. Uh, There can be injuries. There will be opportunities. The thing he kind of has going for him is if he comes in and impresses, he has to stay here or go back to junior. Right. And that can help him. I know it sounds crazy to say that. That can help him in this situation in the sense that they might just want to take a look-see on him and see how he does, give him some experience. Ethan Bear can go up and down. He's only in his second year. He's only 21 years of age as right. well. He's a young guy. Um, those games that he played at the end of the year, uh, 18 games, I think it was, he, I think that's going to be totally instrumental in how he went into the offseason. It should be anyway. He should have learned a lot in those 18 games. He should have gone into the offseason and known exactly what he needed to work on. Conditioning being a big factor in that with every young player. They always think they're in shape until you play pro hockey and go, wow, I've got to do some things differently here because these guys are at a whole new level. And I'm really interested to see how he comes into camp. Uh, he looked, I saw, Louis, I saw him today. 
And uh, they're little. I'm going to tell you right now. There's been uh, a change. He's got a different body composition. That's awesome. Body composition. Wicked. Love yeah. to see that. And I'll tell you, it's smiles on faces for coaches, general managers, and 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 the like, the training staff to to see a kid come in there and have made those changes. You know, a guy put the work in the gym. It's just a really good starting point for a young player. That's just that first impression all over again, where you say, okay. You're figuring it out, you're getting it. Because let's face it, Bear has all the tools, too. He has the shot. He makes a great first pass. We saw a little bit of mobility problems, but again, with better conditioning and strength, he's going to be a little quicker. Uh, you know what? This, this is what training camp's all about. I'll tell you, this is such a great time of year. For us as fans, it's great because we get to see all these players come in, the work they put into the gym all summer and on the ice and come in and try and put their best foot forward. But for the players, too, it's opportunity knocking. And I look at this Edmonton Oilers team, and – there are opportunities here to make this team out of camp. So don't think for a second that this thing is inked. I think it's in very light pencil. I think the erasers are out. And if guys come in and win spots here, they'll be on the team. Louie, we're glad you're on our team here in Oilers now. And I look forward to uh, racking up uh, some uh, credit card points with you on the road this season. Sounds good, bud. We like to eat. (laughs) Nobody would have ever guessed that. (laughs) You carry it a little better. Thanks, Louie. Take care, man. You bet. That's Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers. It's 1253 in Edmonton. We will get to some more texts coming up on our Westlock 4 text line. The title sponsor of Oilers now, Digitex. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Thanks, Connor. You can text us at 630 uh, yes, indeed. Uh, we're going to get to some uh, Westlock Ford uh, text lines. Topher out of Red Deer. Only in oil country can we take a year ahead with no money, no defense, no wingers, questions and goal, questions about compete, and turn it into a positive. That one comes to us from Topher. Well, Topher, you're our, you're our realist out there, and you take a negative approach to things, but that's okay. Uh, This text comes to us from Sean. Here we go. It's a longer text. I think it's hilarious that the best player in the game narrative has become all-around player as it pertains to Sid. For years, when the best player in the game debates would occur, I never heard uh, best all-around player being the reason until Sid started losing the title the past two seasons. Gretzky, Mario, or younger Sid, Ovechkin, Lindros, etc. were never the greats because they were all-around players. It's about goals, points, playmaking, etc. Fact is, Sid barely gets in the top 10 scoring these days, so now it's become all-around player to keep him in the conversation. Uh, beat it, if that's your opinion. McDavid is better than Sid, and it's not close anymore from Sean. You know what I will say a lot, Sean? I have a tremendous amount of respect for Sidney Crosby and for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And in my dreams, I wish the Oilers could get to that level of what the Penguins have achieved over the last three years. Winning two Stanley Cups and all, losing to the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals last year. Uh, but if you want to know who's the best player in the league, okay, the fact that the players have selected McDavid, the best player in the year uh, in the league, two years in a row, uh, in years of which Connor was, what, basically 19 and 20? What does that tell you? Okay, because players have a little bit of prove it to me in them as well. Okay? And part of it is the nature of how Canadians are. Because, you know, we're not as awestruck by young 
star power as there are, you know, as other certain places are on the planet. Okay? We're not always looking for the next big and exciting thing. That's my own personal interpretation. But the fact that the players have decided for two years in a row when Connor is 19 and 20 years of age that he's their best player, I think that tells you a lot as to who the players think is the best player and who the best player really is. Because it's, you know, he's won the Ted Lindsay Award two years in a row. Because sometimes media, and we saw this happen, and I'm happy Taylor Hall won the Hart Trophy. Great for Taylor. Okay, I'm not going to be one of these, you know, he's no longer on the Oilers, so you, you stop. I, I want Taylor to be very successful. Um, but there were some people that were never going to vote for Connor McDavid this past year because the Oilers didn't make because that's their standard as writers or journalists or who ends up voting for this, right? That is the inevitability of the situation. In fact, there were even a couple guys that campaigned against Connor being included in the top three or the top five. Okay. That's an undeniable fact. There were guys out there doing that. The players, his peers, chose him the best player. To me, says it all. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back in order, it's now Scott Housen. He is the uh, VP of uh, Player Development. We'll talk about the Oilers' rookie camp team and some of the storylines we'll be watching. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.